Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer Presents D&D 101. My name is Niall. I'll be your Dungeon Master today. My name is Jordan. And my name's Kath. And uh, this show is basically me trying to explain D&D to two people with various degrees of experience with D&D. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Orcs. We're continuing with our player races and we're going to be delving into one of my favourite player races, um, which I've never actually played. I just love, I love Orcs. I love everything about them. Love them as monsters. Love them a little bit too much. I don't think you can ever love anything a bit too much. Oh. Philosophical. Yeah. You can only really. What about the people that like marry cars? That's not love. That's obsession. (laughs) That's that's a weird obsession. Uh, You know, but if that's your kink, no shame here. Fuck a car. No, no. Not if you're doing it properly. You can be obsessed with someone too much. Mm. You can be as controlling over someone as too much. But love? No, no, no. Can never get enough love. It Mm. began as a D&D podcast and now... Turned into a philosophy. Turned into philosophy. That's why it does that every week. So I can't help it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think any of us can help it. I think we're just wired that way to an extent. (laughs) I just hear excuses, (laughs) Kath. I didn't turn it into a philosophical place. That was was you you questioning what love philosophy of orcs. The philosophy. Well, we're going to get into a bit of philosophy of orcs. But I tell you what. Before I tell you about orcs, why don't we do the same? Yeah, not can love. Um, <laughs> I love how you're like, Good yeah, question. come on. Can they? Yeah. Cool. Why would, anyway. But they look. like talk like that and they uh, like, like run around and all so, that. Yeah, you know what? Let's start this off with what do you think orcs are like? What do you think about orcs? What do you know about orcs so far? I mean, I feel like this is how every episode begins with me going like, I've seen Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, there's like orcs in that and that. Yeah, yeah you're allowed to though, mate. You're allowed okay, to well, be like that. That's probably about as far as orcs go for me. Okay. I, I, I thought Tolkien created them. Yeah. I don't know if he did, but... Probably didn't, I just did he? They just, they have funny faces and come out the ground and yeah. they can get born in, in the mud. Are they made of trees? Okay. Cool. Oh yeah, they, they chop they the wood down, don't they, to build the trees? orcs? Unless I was to build the the structures, the foundation. To be fair, I'm not actually a Lord of the Rings like buff. Well, fear not, Niall, because I am. Hi, everyone. I'm Jack. I edit the shows, so please let me just give you a quick 101 on Tolkien's orcs. So, orcs were first created by Sauron's boss Morgoth, the first Dark Lord, by evil corruption of elves, possibly also men. He did this by kidnapping them and deforming them, whatever that means. They were also called goblins by some folk in Middle-earth, so don't get them confused, they are basically the same thing. This was done in the First Age, this was before the sun was even created, and all light was produced by the great lamps and then after the great trees. This was all in the Undying Lands, which is the place that Frodo and a few others go off to at the end of the trilogy, so this isn't in technically Middle-earth. What uh, the guys in the show are thinking of when they talk about the trees in that lot is the creation of the Urk which were created by Saruman by crossbreeding and a hint of dark arts again orcs with men or goblin men Uh, goblin men were usually made when a woman was raped by an orc yikes Uh, so anyway there you go and that's the basic origin of orcs and uruk in the Tolkien Lord of the Rings uh, franchise universe whatever you want to call it anyway back to the show thanks guys I can appreciate the Lord of the Rings as like cinematic masterpieces and like works of art in terms of literature but never read one watched all of the movies but just not that fussed what do you mean not that fussed it's all right isn't it what i guess, I guess. <laughs> but that's what i mean like there you go i guess when I guess did you dungeons and dragons is 
even more in depth, maybe. Well, I doubt it. No, I reckon. I reckon from what I've heard about the Lord of the Rings books and like the compendiums that like go alongside Tolkien's work, Tolkien, whatever. <laughs> um, but keen for Tolkien. Uh, <laughs> But uh, talking, talking. Uh, sorry, that's a great podcast idea. Yeah. <laughs> talking, talking. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I, I just, yeah. Maybe we'll reverse this. Next maybe one. we'll do like a a Lord of the Rings podcast where you guys explain all of the rings to me. Oh my Someone gosh. who's Sounds who's like watched a great it idea. doesn't really care. I'm on board, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm really? really on board. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just, I just can't. I can't explain why I've never fallen into it. I just haven't. Maybe I, it's just I not the right time. Watch Lord never of has the Rings, been. the extended edition. Me too. Every Christmas. Well, instead I used of, to instead of Elf or fucking Home Alone, Lord <laughs> of the Rings, baby. I, I used what, to watch Boxing Lord Day. of the Rings, the extended edition, with my very first girlfriend, and it was just a bit of an excuse to, to not give talk. Us, <laughs> no, to give us <laughs> private time away from everyone. Well, you're not really using Lord of the Rings in the right way. Uh, I feel like we you? were using it pretty good. <laughs> Maybe that's why you you're not first. I wasn't watching it at all. <laughs> yeah, like, so maybe that's why you're not first. Maybe we need to. It anyway. just makes me horny. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings Your makes me horny. That that way. Yeah, <laughs> I've wired myself so that when anybody mentions Lord of the Rings, I'm like, oh, I got a boner. <laughs> so if we mention the Shire, will you just get an erection now? You've just defaced. The I'm just. Shire I'm ready. Like I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. Let's see how many. How many Lord of the Rings? things we can just slide how many how many lord of the rings boners we can slide wait no because i actually do want to so i think that uh, also are we talking about orakai or is that just a that's the lord of the rings thing okay so so that doesn't exist in D &D. well yeah i'll tell you what exists when we get around to it i'm just interested in what you think or are they a different they're just like i don't even know aren't they on they're almost like orcs on steroids okay almost what i've got so there's like orcs and maybe super orcs yeah 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 to create them when the urukai came bigger tree oh a bigger tree a bigger tree i was like Yes, bigotry is used. You know, that's the one thing that made me stronger. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> the more people that were racist towards me, the stronger and bigger I got. <laughs> Larger trees. And um are they not they're not that intelligent. I would say that their intelligence okay. maybe they're do they have a rating for being feral? I forgot. All right, so there was like a feral to them. Yeah. I, I mean I Great would have assumed there wasn't much moral coding to an orc. Okay. Like like possibly there's a little bit of of um, they care about themselves and their own race and not much else. Innately a unless, bit bad. Yeah, unless they, I don't know, somehow commit to serving another race okay. and they care about that race. Okay. But they probably chuck that race aside. What what races do they, what, in your like knowledge, what races do they tend to like kind I, of I've like? I've got no idea. Wizards? Yeah, yeah. Serve wizards. Sour man. <laughs> Sour cream. <laughs> Literally all, yeah, that's all I've got is Lord of the Rings. That's cool. I haven't even read the books actually, so I I read a bit of the books. I did it as with some voiceover stuff, drama school, oh, and cool. it's very cool. descriptive. I've heard that it very takes a long time <laughs> to get down just the fucking road in yeah, Tolkien's books. I've heard that. <laughs> so if it's what you like, it's what you like. But that's uh, well. That's how about I start kicking you into a bit about D and D orcs? Nah, I'm alright. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess I'll start this the same way I started with the dwarves, which is the gods of the orcs, the creation myth. Now, kind of something, again, that really piqued my interest about orcs and why they are kind of like my favorites as well, is that um, 
I couldn't really find a Croatian myth. A Croatian myth. I thought you said Cro- Croatian. Croatian. I couldn't I find a Croatian myth. Like, plot twist. <laughs> They're from Croatia. Croatia. <laughs> Son of themselves in Tisno. <laughs> no, I, I just couldn't. Um, there's no there's no actual law that I could find whilst researching about how orcs were made or how they were born into the world other than their deity, Grumsh. Okay. Grumsh. Grumsh. That's spelled G R U U. Imagine saying that. Hello, Grumpsh. All orcs are Cockney. Yeah. Well, they were in all the rings. A lot of them were Cockney. Apples and pears and all that. Bloody orc here. I'm a fucking orc, mate. I bloody ate. Hello, Grumpsh. I fucking ate elves. Oh. Do they? Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Ah, so, yeah, he's um, away there. Well, he's listening. In, in terms of what I could find in Toril, which is like the main location for Faerun and, and all this stuff, Toril's the planet, Faerun's the continent where a lot of D&D stuff happens. Very, like, way, 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 way back in the early, early days where the creator races were just living and the creator races were kind of like the very first evolution of mortals. Apparently one of them, a wizard, opened a portal and from that portal well nothing happened for a long long time and then many many years later from that portal came the orcs and they came in a massive horde and they just swept all of toril just destroying and ravaging and taking and conquering and with them they brought their deity grumsh who is the orc god of war now grumsh is also known as the one-eyed of course and there's a. F- Why, of course. <laughs> Is it one of those things where it's like Tiny Tim, but he's actually massive? Maybe. So he's got like seventy eyes. Well, here's the thing. There's kind of like there's a lot of there's a lot of. <laughs> well, I, I, Tiny Tim wasn't a great example because that's from the Little Scrooge. John. But yeah, but like Little Little John from Robin Hood, or like you know when you get g- uh, okay, gangsters okay. and films that are called like I don't know. Titch. Titch. Yeah. And he's actually fucking huge. So, interesting that you say that, actually. Um, Grumsh the One-Eye has, like, a few... There's two big main myths about Grumsh the One-Eyed. And the two are, first of all, that, like, when all the prime deities came together to split up the continents and the lands for each of their races that they brought to the table, the elves got the forests with Corellian. Moradin gifted the dwarves the mountains. The humans were kind of given free reign everywhere so that they could place themselves anywhere and a trick was played upon grumsh because they drew lots for what each one would get and then grumsh was left with nothing and that was almost like a joke so when asked on teased by the other gods you know way where, where the orcs gonna be there's nowhere left grumsh pointed at the whole world and said they're everywhere and they will come for yours and mm. what you have because of what you've done to me so he kind of claimed that the orcs would be a nomadic race that would travel around the entire world taking from others because of the spite that the other gods had brought upon him. And that's one of the sort of legends of Grumsh, mm. that he was kind of wronged by these other gods. And thus that's why he's created a, a race and creatures and society that will just go and conquer and pillage and take from others what they believe is rightfully theirs because it was stolen from them. Right. On top of that, Grumsh is kind of well known for fighting. He's fought loads of different gods. There's Bane, another god of war, and he kind of fought him for the title of god of war kind of Did thing. Did you say Bane? His Bane. name's Bane. Oh. Wow. Not as in like, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Grumsh. It'd be quite painful for you. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. 
You're on a god of war, I see. So there was Bane, one of the other gods of war that he fought. And I think he literally, to fight Bane, he literally took his realm, which is like almost like if you imagine like a cosmic planet or, you know, just an interdimensional space and he rammed it into Bane's space just to fight him. Oh, so he's a pretty he's a pretty all or nothing guy, yeah. is Grumsh. And he also No happy medium. No. No. He rests within um one Come of, center, Grumsh. Come center. <laughs> You're too far on the right, too far on the left. Come center. He um he resides uh within I think it's Archeon, which is this realm of constant fighting. And he resides in one of those layers, um, in constant battle with another god, um, who's the god of goblinoids, Maglubaya. Goblinoids. Or Maglub... Like Maglubit. I don't know. It's pronounced <laughs> different. Maglubit. Maglubit? I think Maglubit sounds right. Maglubit. Sounds like a good song. Maglubit. Just Maglubit. 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 I think we've got something there. I like it. Create like a little... Maybe we'll make a D&D album. Yeah. Grumsh can be like... Grumsh. Grumsh. Anyway. Um... Bit of hard techno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's techno. Isn't it? I don't know. Oh, well, would it be better if I was like, Grumsh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit like Daft Punk. <laughs> better, faster, get it stronger, Grumsh, coming for your mother. <laughs> um, and another another big sort of like myth about him is that um, one of the deities that really pissed him off, and there's no specific reason why, was the elven deity. So the god of elves is called Corellian, who is this very like free spirit, constantly changing form, apparently pissed off Grumsh. And it's kind of suggested that when they were picking the lands, that it was Corellian's idea to trick Grumsh into getting nothing. That's not very nice. No, it's not. Uh, and that's probably why this fight sparked. But there's a really there's a really well known fight between elves and orcs mm. because their deities once fought. And Grumsh wounded Corellian and spilt his blood. And apparently that's how elves were born. Like elves were literally born from the fact that Grumsh stabbed Corellian. But the right. fight ended when Corellian took his eye out. So during the fight, Corellian cut off Grumsh's eye. Hence why he's known as Grumsh the One Eyed. Okay. This story changes depending on who you're talking to. So a lot of orc priests that celebrate and worship Grumsh will say that Grumsh has always been one-eyed and the fight between Corellian and Grumsh was an easy win for Grumsh and Corellian had to run away kind of thing. And, you know, right. Corellian never damaged Grumsh. And, you know, he always had one eye kind of mm. thing, which seems to me as a bit of like a, you know, but we worship something. Yeah, we worship something so intently that we can't imagine it has weakness. Right. And, you know, Grumsh is about strength and power. So, Who's Corellian? Corellian is the god of the elves. Elven god. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the elves were presumably born. Keeper. Which we haven't covered yet. No, not yet. No, but no, not yet. And apparently um, Grumsh spilt Corellian's blood and that's what birthed all the elves. Because of so, the fight between Grumsh and Corellian. Is there some, like, karma there? Because it's like the elves wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for the orcs. In a way, in a way. And their god. Orc priests. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. <laughs> So, oh, I'd love to see an orc in a white collar. Yeah, that sounds a bit weird. You know what I'm trying to say. Do you know what the meaning of priest is? Like where it comes from? You're about to tell us. Oh, okay, cool. It's from pont. The word priest comes from pontifex. Okay, which is to build bridges. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's supposed to be. That's the well. Presumably, orc priests are building bridges into your house so they can take your shit. (laughs) 
Well, perhaps. <laughs> it sounds like that might be the kind of stuff they're up to. Well, a little bit more about Grumsh is that he's also called He Who Watches. And it's this idea that he is he is constantly, you know, he's all seeing with his one eye. And he, he's kind of on a, a mission to to destroy all the gods that spurned him. He's, he's in a, like... Spurned? Yeah. Well, they, they didn't so give him any land kind of thing. Yeah, um, and that's kind of why orcs seek to rage and destroy all civilized world, and they don't really mm. tend to have much civilization. So I was kind of right yeah. about my assumptions. Yeah, I, w- I would like to preface this with um, that this is legacy stuff. I think I already said that, did I? Did I not say that at the start of this episode? I don't think so. So legacy is like a new D&D thing, so all the old stuff, this is like from Volo's Guide to Monsters. I think you told me before we started recording. That's probably why I confused myself. Um, yeah, this is, all, this is all part of the legacy stuff, so all the new D&D stuff has very little lore and is just sort of like play play as an orc and here's what the orc stats are and they don't tend to change so you know how like your strength and dex and things change depending on what race you are and mm. um, they've got rid of that and you can just sort of build your orc to be a smart orc or a charismatic orc or a strong orc um whereas in D before that they had like certain races were naturally better at things so orcs are naturally stronger than most races back in 3.5 edition i didn't think they were that strong okay so yeah. strong. back in 3.5 edition they used to be stronger but i think they used to be less smart yeah so they took a minus penalty to their intelligence if you were oh an orc. oh really yeah I think my uh, impression of them was that they they succeeded in numbers. Yeah, but again, that's probably just no, that's that's not that's not too far. Um, like they're, they're they're not they're not that great, but they have lots of them. So they yeah, can. yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the different kinds of orcs because there are. Well, I guess let's go through the base thing about orcs is that contrary to popular belief, they're not like cannibals they don't like eating other humanoids i mean i imagine there be will some that will do that they're humanoids yeah they're technically a humanoid okay they're just like a different species of humanoid like kind of like well it's the difference between an elf and a human the only difference is, is like an elf counts yeah. as a humanoid yeah didn't know yeah. um but they they do prefer to eat like game and and hunt food they do like to eat meat, but not humanoid meat. Is not like that's just kind of like a a myth made to scare children. I bet we taste shit. Probably, mm. probably. But how do you know, Kath? Well, maybe I do know, and maybe oh. that's the story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe due to the fact that they're kind of like bred for war, and that's their that's their purpose because of their deity. Um, orcs grow up really fast, and from a from a child like perspective. By the time they're 11, 14 years old, they're like fully grown males or females. They're fully developed, like ready to fight in a war. Huge, muscular, built, strong. And to be old as an orc, you need to get to the age of 23. That's when you're considered old. Damn. Because orcs fight and pillage and conquer so much in their kind of culture that they tend to die quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because you're constantly fighting. It's like an endless horde of orcs, really. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of get to an older age at about 45, really. That's when you're expected to really go kaput. Are you actually like old at 45? Yeah. yeah. I see you look like an old man. But an old, pro- old orc. I would, I would theorize that the only reason for that is because you throw yourself into fighting more. Like um, boxers. By the right. time they're 45, they're gone. Like their yeah. bodies are gone. You know, Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's because yeah. of the amount of brain damage he had. Mm-hmm. So if I an orc... he carried on fighting a lot longer than he should have Is that... Well, most boxers do, really, you know? Yeah. And, and it's... it's damage it's damaging yeah and the body can't take that amount of pain so i would theorize with orcs that's why they probably get really old at 45 if an orc never fought in its entire life it could probably live to the normal age of a human being yeah 
I reckon. That's not anywhere in the law. That's my theory. So they sort of exist in the time frame as we imagine humans do. Yeah, but they don't because of their lifestyle. Because of their lifestyle. And again, this is, you know, this is law-wise. Do you think there's like fitness gurus in the Auckland? It's like, come on, eat your vegetables. <laughs> Guys, make sure <laughs> you stretch <laughs> in. <laughs> Just take well, a minute we'll, every day. We'll get to that. I think, I think the, first, <laughs> the first kind of orc to talk about is the mountain orcs. And the mountain orcs are kind of what you would expect from the Urukai from Lord of the Rings. Okay. These monstrous beings. And mountain orcs are... Do you remember we talked about dwarves and we said, like, what are the things that dwarves will probably come into contact with in the mountains? Well, it's the mountain orcs. Yeah. And the mountain orcs are like... Like, like society-wise, everything bad you could imagine about a barbaric society to be. They don't really have, like... Grumsh is, also, like, is the god of all orcs. But these orcs don't really pay that much attention to worship. Use the leather right? chair, yeah. yeah. the leather chair, <laughs> she said, smiling. <laughs> That's throwing me off with your, your smelly Sorry, bum. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> but, um, bar, bar, barbarism. So um these orcs know that Grumsh is their god, but they kind of they kind of feel like culturally we don't need Stop. a god. We're meant to be the strongest thing out here. So we can't rely on our god to help us all the time because then how are we being what we're meant to be? Okay. Do you know if we're constantly asking for help, how are we gonna be the strongest? We're just weak then. Right. So they're really like culturally very monstrous they'll take slaves and they'll put them to work and they just breed and breed and breed an interesting thing about orcs blood as well is that they can pretty much breed with anything an orc and a dwarf have like a 50 percent chance of becoming a dwarf or an orc <laughs> because of the bloodlines being so strong wait you said exactly that when a dwarf mates with anything they usually become a dwarf but an orc, but an orc is bloodline well is done, the same Kat, you remembered i did not remember i that. do listen an, an orc's bloodline is the same like um some. if an orc mates with a human <laughs> most likely you're gonna get an orc they're called half orcs oh. sometimes so there are such things as half orcs. so would they just look like an orc I but they half orcs pretty much look like an orc you are an orc uh, the same is with like most humanoid races apart from elves elves and orcs can't have children presumably because of this weird ancient grudge match between Corallian and Grumsh <laughs> just love that like they you know, have sperm and egg like fuck <laughs> yeah they're like fighting inside yeah, yeah. like <laughs> going toe to toe I love Grumsh no I like <laughs> whatever the other name was um but yeah, so um, that's kind of a bit about like orcs in terms of like how they breed. Uh, mountain orcs are a bit different in the looks and especially throughout the years of D&D. So advanced D&D, orcs literally look like people with pig heads and they're kind of described to be um, tall with like piggish snouts and tusks like a boar, matted dark hair, stooped, stooped posture, strong and built. And that's kind of how they're described. Okay. Green skinned as well. Um, Green skinned, yeah. pig headed. That's like the original advanced D&D look. And they've kind of developed throughout the years. But mountain orcs do tend to have more of like a pig like snout and face and tusks. I think of the, I think it's like it's there's been no rules for a sub race, but I think it's kind of like a sub race of orc. If you think about it, orcs came through a portal where they existed. So they had a planet. Presumably they had lands and a planet and a realm that they lived in. And then they came in and just started wiping out this new and then they've been stuck on this new planet where you'll exist. And they and there's there's a there's a vast difference in their species. Um the mountain orcs being very barbaric and very like 
tribal but cruel um wanting to take 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 very much like you know they, they're happy to just kill they, they don't really take prisoners unless it's for slave labor do you know what i mean they reproduce like mental because that's what they need to do to have more troops to fight if your younglings weak you get killed that's it. There's no there's no room for weakness. It's very like this is Sparta mm. kind of like idea of of orcs. And and these mountain orcs are the most barbaric. And, and orcs as well tend to have like basically anywhere between like green, grey, brown, bluish skin. And there there is a slight difference because there's the grey orcs and they're like less bestial in looks. They have more of a nose and like a bit of a sort of shorter forehead, still the tusks and the pronounced jawline and things like that, but they tend to make more. They tend to craft more. The mountain orcs just take, do you know what I mean? If they find a sword, that's their sword now. If it breaks, guess I'll need to kill someone and take their sword mm. kind of thing. They they don't really create or craft anything, whereas the grey orcs are a lot more ritualistic, a lot more religious, and I guess that's where we'll jump into a little bit about the different gods. So there's Grumsh, and the tribe leaders are kind of like encouraged to embody Grumsh. And sometimes a tribe leader will be known as uh, an eye of Grumsh. And what that means is an orc is raised to status by being strong and by being the best leader, by being the best tactician almost as well. Because grey gray orcs are a bit more nomadic. They kind of move from place to place, whereas mountain orcs take, you know, they reside in one place and then they, they just pillage and pillage and pillage. Whereas grey orcs tend to actually have a bit of a civilization that moves from place to place mm. and they'll settle somewhere where there's prey and game and also places nearby where they can, you know, take from and, and raid. And then they'll just raid for them until the, you know, m- until the humans or the dwarves or the elves just say they've had enough of this and, and move or leave. And then they'll have to find a new place to sort of take from and, and this is take Mount, food mountain from. orcs these are grey orcs these are grey orcs, orcs right. so has so much variation happened within their race because they've been breeding here on earth I reckon it was always there again but no one knows why because like they, surely they've had to they've almost changed the way they reproduce if they've come from one exactly planet to another I, I think that's the thing is but we don't know where or the other planet was from no which I think fa- this is why I love orcs so much because I think there's so they're annoying me <laughs> i need to know well maybe we'll find out depending <laughs> on what you guys choose to do you when could we create play. you could create no! <laughs> there needs to be an answer well maybe there the will portal. be so um yeah why mountains by the way why do the mountain orcs stay in the mountains don't know that's why they're called mountain orcs i suppose i mean yeah just wondered they if, like it there because i'm assuming there would be less stuff in the mountains there's a lot of dwarves, mate. Generally, speaking. a lot of dwarves uh, yeah, in mountains. Yeah, a lot of dwarves who have a lot of stuff. And they're probably You're like not listening. That's the probably like. <laughs> yes, I know, but you know, there's lots of other races and. That's probably like the eternal and... battle between the orcs and the dwarves. Like that's probably why the dwarves were sort of led to extinction was because these mountain orcs just kept hunting them down, hunting them down, hunting them down. Who was in extinction? Who went to extinction? Dwarf city, dwarven cities are like... Basically practic- extinct. Yeah. There's not many big, great dwarven cities anymore. And it's probably because of the mountain orcs. I bet they're great though. They are. They are cool. When they do pop up. Well, they're still there. They're probably <laughs> inhabited by mountain orcs now. They've just sort of like ruined the place. Probably. Yeah. So, um, Eyes of Grumsh are considered like it's the ultimate honor and and like you'll find a lot of leaders of orcish tribes are eyes of grumsh and what that means is they're kind of selected by the priests of grumsh the followers and 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 such to be the next sort of leader or the next eye of grumsh and they will remove one of their eyes and that's oh, part of like fuck that 
<laughs> well, that's kind of like. Do they have a choice? <laughs> yeah. Do, do they come? Like, well, you've been chosen to be an eye of Grumpsh. You, you probably like. Um, I want to. Can I? Can I have a twenty-four hours to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I see. Is it this way? Like, you, since you were born, you were told that the best thing you could ever be is an eye of Grumpsh. So you have probably be pursuing that. Do you know so what I mean? Like, Take my eye. Do it yeah, now, please. I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> And and they're kind of they're they're considered God touched. Like they're if they reach old age, they are like really well respected. And like being infirm and and not useful is not great in orc society. But being an eye of Grumsh that's infirm is is like totally wow, fine. yeah. This 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 old guy really really showed the world who was boss, okay. kind of thing. Right. Uh, and they're treated with respect, whereas a lot of old and infirm people are by orcs. Yeah. Yeah, this is within like orc society. You wouldn't get a dwarf be like, "Oh, look, it's an old guy's uh, <laughs> eye of grumpsh." No, no. 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 Um, the next god in the orcish pantheon that is also worshipped alongside Grumsh. Well, I won't even say alongside. I'd say sort of like as a sub deity. Like Grumsh is the big one. Then these are all sort of like the next deities to be worshipped. Is Ilnaval the War Maker, and he was Grumsh's right hand man. He's like lieutenant and. He's the god who plans and devises strategies that allows the forces of Grumsh to win and dominate and fill their war wagons with loot and plunder and severed heads. And he's about strategy. He's about strategy and being smart. It's not just about brute force. It's about knowing where to send your numbers, knowing when to pull them back to dominate. So it's the introduction of not just brute force, which Grumsh is. Grumsh is like, I'm, I'm going to do this because I'm better than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm more powerful. Whereas this is his, his right hand man was like, okay, no, that's true. But if we also attack here, this will give us the best chance to kill more of them. Okay. Kind of thing. And um, people who worship Ilnaval tend to be smarter, tend to be, you know, that's that's the process they worship. And they are probably a bit more about the loot and things like that. And and orcs have like interesting ideas of what loot is um, and what like is a trophy. So like it's severed you know, heads. Yep. Severed heads, ears of elves, very popular. Mm. Um, that kind of thing. Is that um, just like a status? Yeah. It, if an orc sees an elf, if like a tribal orc that is like a really ingrained into Grumsh's sort of religion sees an elf, that's it. There's no that elf's not getting away. That and that orc isn't running away. That orc will fight that elf to the death. An elf could be like, "Oh, you can, you know, go on, leave me alone." An orc's like, "Nah, I'm gonna eat your face." <laughs> Because they're, they're bitter enemies. An elf's sort of like, you know, I, I've got no beef with you. Whereas an orc's like, you are literally the reason why I don't have a home. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of thing. Um, so the orc wants the pointy ears. Yeah, yeah. And um, another cool thing that I've kind of touched upon is the um, the plunder wagon. The war wagon. Mm. That's kind of the the symbol of wealth. When they go into a city or a town or whatever they're raiding, once everything has been sort of quelled, everybody will distribute the loot. You'll have personal loot. Each orc will have like you know their own thing, and it's usually the orc that's the most respected or get the best thing, like maybe the best weapon or the best armor, or you know get to take the leader's head kind of thing. Whereas all all of the loot that's sort of like secondary is all piled into the war chief's wagon, and that's usually kind of like when you go to an orc layer, that's what the main focus is: is this massive war wagon, and they can use that for trade and all sorts, really. Okay. So they do trade. They do. They're not all that kind of murderous and stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make friends somewhere. Mm. But they are well known for raiding and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how they make their money. Mm. They're like mercenaries, but they're fighting their own cause. <laughs> You've got a Viking 
vibe to it. It's very Viking vibe. Very, very Viking vibe. This is our land. You know what I mean? You've taken what's rightfully ours and we're going to, you know, stay here and have what's ours. And we're going to move on once it's kind of dead. They don't farm, though. Vikings did farm. Vikings were farmers. Yeah. These guys aren't farmers. These guys take your shit. They just hunt. Yeah, they're hunters. Pretty much, pretty much. And ravage. Yeah. Does Um, this mean they reproduce like humans reproduce? Yeah, yeah. The humanoid. Yeah. They're not both. They're not birth from Are you trees. You're imagining two orcs getting it on, Gav. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm blocking it out. I don't think I want to. Getting it on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, well, it would be a bit like that, wouldn't it? Not very pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> the next god is uh, Bagratu, the leg breaker. And this is. the man for good luck. <laughs> Sorry. Break a leg. Oh, I was way too slow there. Can you imagine two two orcs chatting, just been like, oh, about to go on a raid. Yeah, mate. Break a leg. Break a leg. (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) I literally will. What's Uh, his name? Sorry. Biagratu. Biagratu. Yeah, and I'm trying my best because it's spelled B A H G T R U. (laughs) Biagratu. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Biagratu. Maybe it's probably Bagtru. 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 The leg like If you just mumble it, it sounds good. He's he's kind of I about just be an orc, so I could do this for the entire game. He's just about <laughs> he's about the physical might and the ruthlessness and the rage. It's kind of he's about just constantly using strength to break through anything. Just uh, no chill at all. No, no. There's a story about like a um, a mighty behir, which is this snake-like creature with a hundred legs, jumping out at him and catching him, and it it coiled him up and was gripping him and the the kind of the story is is that no one ever escapes a Bahir. When a Bahir finds you, this great monster, that's it, you fucked. But um he saw this as like a challenge. Yeah. He was like, oh, you're gonna squeeze me. Nope, I'm gonna squeeze you. That sounded so Christopher Walken there. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I'm gonna squeeze oh, I can't do it. <laughs> You know, you know, you're going to try and squeeze me. (laughs) The truth is, is, I'm going to squeeze you. (laughs) And what he did was one by one, he he got the Bahia's legs and he he broke them. And eventually the creature creature was dead and the shrieks of lightning and broken femur is now used as Bagatru's symbol. Wow, it's really good actually, like pretending that's got you and just... (laughs) We're going to do a sort of air clap so that we don't mess up the recording. I tell you what, I'll uh, I'll definitely put a Christopher Walken NPC in when we play the game. <laughs> you'll you'll go into a shop and you'll be like, all right, Niall, can I buy some armor? I'll be like, yeah, you go into the shop, it's um, Walken's wonderful weaponry. Love that. And you'll be like, oh, Walken. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to understanding. Hello. Uh, would you like to buy some armor? Or maybe well, I'll just stab you when you pause. <laughs> you, you know, stab. Ow, don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm bleeding. I am everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Love that. Um, people who people who follow uh, Bakhtru, um tend to like Bakhtru. ride ride bulls and other and other creatures um, and monsters because they're kind of seen as dominant. They're like you know in, within the orcs. Yeah, that, it's like a way. It's like you know. I guess the son takes after the father in a way. He's just like a little bit more. Is he a bit more wily about it? Or? A bit more crazy, I imagine. Okay. It takes a certain kind of person to, you know, get wrapped up by a monster and go, no, I'm going to break every single one of its legs. <laughs> one of the final main gods of the Pantheon is called Luthic, the cave mother, and that is Grumsh's wife. 
And she kind of tempers all the other gods and reminds them that they need to stick together. That one of the most important things when you're waging war is having an army and having a family. And orcs are seen as family and together. And that is because of Luthic. And priests of Luthic tend to tend to act like kind of like mama bears. Mama bears? Mama, mama bears. bears. Um, in that sort of sense of like extremely protective over their young. It's always the women keeping it together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they are the glue. They're the glue. Apart. Big shout out to the women Sorry. orc. Love you. <laughs> Love you, mummy orc. Only the women orc, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the regular women. <laughs> Just the women orcs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't know what's going on anymore. Um, <laughs> But essentially, it's, you know, they are kind of the the voice of reason without this sort of, I guess, feminine presence and this, this aptitude for looking after the young and raising them right. Orcs would just be fucking directionless. They'd just be a bunch of men trying to punch everything. Might have destroyed right. themselves by now. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of what Luthic represents. And they protect the young and the, and the food stores. Um, and they they tend to ha- they tend to be within like the very deepest parts of the cave, you know, keeping everything safe. And they actually use bears. They use bears as like guard dogs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's because um, the the bear is a symbol of Luthic, and she you know comes in the form of a bear to her followers. And the followers of Luthic have like really long nails that they like have hardened over time and are like talons of a bear. That's pretty cool. Oh wow. Um, then there's two other gods. And these two other gods are kind of considered the ones for those who aren't really orcs, aren't proper orcs. They're considered like part of the family, but they're kind of looked down upon. And Yurtrus is known as the White Hand and often depicted by being consumed with rot and having oozing pustules and being very <laughs> diseased, but perfect white hands. And the shamans that basically hear Euphix whispers kind of get powers that blend between life and death and they understand a lot of necromantic forces and it is considered taboo by orcs it's kind of scary like mm. as as it sh- i think it would be but they're the shamans the doctors almost and they do your funeral rites they tend to you when you're not well but if you're kind of born with a lot of physical diseases and things like that they they kind of take you <laughs> and nurture you into this bomb of disease and then they're used as the first attack against a civilization okay so that diseased orc will go into the town or the city oh, and God. and spread its sort of like disease oh. within the city as like the first strike what was this about necromancing so necromancy is a type of magic uh, it's life and death magic basically okay uh, cure wounds is a spell that heals you technically necromancy animate the dead which raises the dead into zombies is a necromancy spell right and these priests kind of have those powers okay other priests of like the other gods will probably be a bit more like war clerics and you know war priests whereas these are very much like the healers and the death dealers and the disease creators and cures okay a bit more depth to this race than i initially thought than i initially thought then there's the final god Shargas, the Night Lord. Shargas is the god of darkness and the unknown, known for being secretive and murderous and dangerous to everyone except Grumsh. And his realm is darkness and essentially orcs that didn't really you know there's a lot of physical strength with being an orc and probably a lot of your worth comes from being physically strong if an orc is obviously weedy and obviously weaker the priests of shargas 
will take the child before it's slaughtered or, you know, given to the wilds and raise them as one of their own. And then they'll be reintroduced into Orcish society as part of the Night Lord's followers. And these are the assassins. These are the ones that kind of do all the things that Grumsh doesn't want to do, but knows is necessary for taking down a city spies assa- well, spies assassin thieves they're the s- sort of manipulative ones the ones that kind of hide in the fringes of orcish society because so much about being orc is about being in like mm. you know being a fighter and being you know one-on-one me and you and they're the the just the complete antithesis of that the sneaky orc yeah it's like imagine like a samurai and then a ninja that's the difference samurai were about proclaiming this is where i am i will fight you mm. with to the death with some sort of honor whereas a ninja would be like okay cool and Whilst you're talking, his mate stabs you in the back. These are what the the sort of the Night Lord Shardgrass so is about. Where would they? Um, where would they ha- have? Like, where would they live? This is all within the same orc layer, the same orc tribe. So when they're a spy, like, how would they? Would they just? They want to take down a dwarvish city. Yeah, maybe they, a, they they'd be in the city with all the dwarves, like just hanging out, hiding, hiding, hiding. scouting. Maybe because um, they're because they're smaller. Yeah, thinner, lither, more right. dexterous, that kind of thing. You can see why the... But they still um, look like an orc. Yeah, 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 still look like So an they orc. would really have to hide. Yeah, especially in a dwarven city. But imagine like, you know, the orcs are planning to take a big city. They want to, you know, they want to raid a really large city. But this city is a bit more forward thinking. They don't really tend to think as orcs as all evil, you know, raiding kind of thing. So they'll send, a, they'll send an orc in to pretend to be friends with everyone who's quite charismatic kind of thing. And then that orc will oh, work right. his way through the city, find out, you know, the different things that the weaknesses. And then they'll go back to the tribe and be like, okay, let's go again. Interesting. But it isn't, it isn't really, you know, it isn't kind of spoken about. It's not honorable. Would the I was going to say, would these be despite their uses? Um They're almost shunned. Yeah. Yeah. Are they would they be less respected or just feared, I think. Feared. Yeah. Because oh, so they, people don't like them well, because of that. The say there's a tribe leader that's like, right, we can't win this fight, but there is someone who can help us. It'll probably be the followers mm. of Shargrass. So they'll go to the followers of Shargrass, who have been part of the tribe all this time, just waiting. Just waiting. And then they'll be like, we need help. And they'll be like, we know. Like, okay, can but you help us? But they begrudgingly ask for help? They and begrudgingly they ask... chance, would they just want to kill... Would a normal orc just want to kill one? I think they're feared because their help is strong mm-hmm. and powerful. Yeah. But it comes at a price. And what that price is can change. Ooh, let's go more into that. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe we will, depending <laughs> on <laughs> when we play. <laughs> let's talk more about let's that. Let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the idea of that those sort of that's the pantheon and that's kind of like your main orc tribe and how they they function and how they go about and you know all of them are fighters all of them are trained with weaponry and like know how to fight and do well it's all about strength you know strength respect strength game games is game kind of thing and that is kind of the way an orc tribe forms now it's known that you know when a particularly charismatic leader appears sometimes they'll get a few tribes together and then you'll have a horde which is a big army and then that'll kind kind of move around the country taking more doing more damage and you know that's when you know cities sometimes need a bit of help from one another because it's coming they're quite these you know these are still gray orcs and still have like this sort of culture of superstition and they are quite superstitious and i think there's some really fun ones that are offered um about like the way that they can interpret events so one of the things that is is given is like if a dwarf or a human 
invokes a god when they're dying. You must carry the corpse's ears for three days to ward off any retribution, then bury or burn them. So if like a god, if you're like fighting a guy and he's like, you know, calls out to his god and curses you, and you've got to take his ears, wear them for three days, and then you burn the corpse <laughs> and so bury weird. the corpse to to ward off any potential threat of a god coming for you. They're all about the ears, these lot, aren't they? Uh, three ravens is always a good sign. That. Like you just chop my ears off. And... <laughs> well, there's there's more. Why? It's good luck to spit where you're about to sleep. Mm. Wait, Why? wait, that's an orc thing. Yeah, apparently these are just the ones. <laughs> these are just sort of like examples. Do, we, do you not do that? <laughs> <laughs> Gnomes bones can ward off diseases if worn. So imagine gnomes. if you, yeah, if you were getting a bit of a cough, you go kill a gnome, skin it, get all its bones, and just start wearing them because you're like, oh god, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. <laughs> There's no honey and lemon in this world. <laughs> uh, don't stand inside a ring of stones, mushrooms, or any other kind of circle. <laughs> ah. It's just a superstition. Don't stand in any kind of circle. Circles, just circles are not good. Don't, don't, don't do oh. circles. That'll be useful to know, hey, if you ever come up uh, against yeah, true. A, an orc. Um, Does that mean if you stood around them in a circle? Probably freak them out. I think oh, really? this is just they like just this is like the equivalent combust. of like you know when you see two magpies and you, oh, we see one magpie and yeah, you, you say have to salute it. Uh, Hi, Mister Magpie. How's the yeah. wife? And salute it. Otherwise, you get bad luck. It's not real. It's just an idea. Yeah, and I it, used to do that when you know, I was younger. Isn't it? And I then, do that. And then I went I'm somewhere and I saw like five magpies and I was like, oh. Wow. What do I do now? And then, and then, 10 minutes later, two magpies. Joy. Then like half an hour later, seven magpies. Wow. And then I realized, I was like, there's a lot of fucking magpies here. Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what what. I wish no one had ever like. taught me that because yeah. I do the magpie thing. Do you? You still I'm, do yeah. it? Yeah. Gotta let it go. I, I think it's I do. It's imprisoning you, Kat. I can't live my life. I think I can't live my life like Because then forever. you're like, you you know, you're driving down the road and you see two magpies and you're like, oh, happy day. Yeah. And then the next day you see one. Well, and I'm like, like oh, gonna be shit. And it's just because you've believed it. Something's going to come up now. Yeah. Magpies, mate. I don't That's think so it's ever stupid. anything that serious, but it has happened to me. Well. I have seen We're a magpie you, and then Kath. I get, like arrive at home and it's like, oh, shit news, come on in. <laughs> right, right, well, I knew this Fuck. was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there, there's like little things about colours as well, like red red orchid is um, red, used to represent blood. Red orc. Yeah, sorry. I thank you. said orchid. I did. I did. You did. Oh, right. Is yeah. that a pun? No, I get it. Now, it's though. a colour. Red orc, yeah, yeah. Um, red orchid. No, red orc is a colour. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you didn't say orchid. I didn't no, say orchid. No, he did accidentally say orchid. That's why we heard orchid. But he's quite clarified now. It's just orc. You were joking or it was a mistake? It was a mistake. No. Okay. Freudian slip. <laughs> I don't know if it was Freudian. Well. <laughs> I think I just slipped. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I suppose. I find orchids <laughs> very, very sexy. <laughs> well, a Freudian slip can just be anything from the other subconscious, can't I it? I guess. So the fact that you usually, usually say red orchid when you say red orc. Yeah. It came out as orchid. Or id, which is Freudian. Look at us! Look, <laughs> Look at us! us. Three people who have read a psychology book. <laughs> um, there's like grayish white to represent death, red to represent blood, and charcoal to represent darkness. Are like common colours that you know, kind of worn by different orcs. That can be like kind of like unwritten laws that give status. So like, if the orc leader is the only person that wears red, and everybody has to has to wear grey or black, kind of thing, like paint themselves with grey and black. Um, so yeah, that's like a little bit about the main orcs. Now, 
there's exceptional orcs that are born that are called orocs and they tend to have blue skin and they are not only strong but smarter like have a higher iq and are more charismatic and a, a tribal leader can usually fear the birth of an orog because they could like fear the idea of losing control to this creature that's going to be smarter and better than them but um that sounds a bit like an aura guy yeah yeah pretty much and they're usually seen as a blessing from luthic to give an orog more ability to gather people to go together because an orog would naturally be part of the tribe and just be better at making everything gel together and i guess it's only the sort of ego and fear of the tribe leader that could ever ruin that and make an orog take over kind of thing and force them to take over because it's kind of like you know if you put something in a box eventually it's going to do what you fear it to Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas you know they they tend to just try to keep the balance and they're not really a direct threat but they are they are if they do become the leaders they're extremely smart and charismatic and they can probably get a horde together from multiple tribes right there is a there is a subsect of orogs that went into the underdark and developed like a full-blown society and this is a bit more civilized has a little more trade and they do exist in the underdark as well and they're more civilized um, yeah they the they underdark. have like cities rather than and the un- tribes. and the underdark is that place where the, they found the goblins the dwarves goblins was it goblins goblins you're thinking of durgar Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? Durgar and Drow and the Mind Flayers? Yes. yes. That was dwarves. Yeah. yeah, I know it was dwarves. We haven't done goblins yet. No, yeah, yet. I know, but we've, he, they found something in the Underdark. It was Mind so Flayers. I was wondering why the orcs are in the oh. Underdark. No, the weren't orcs? they just like dark versions of dwarves? Uh, what are they called again? Orogs. No, oh, no. Sorry, I think you're thinking, of, you're thinking. I'm really glad that you listened. Uh, I did. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, the dwarves and the Durigar were two different sort of like sub races. The dwarves were normal dwarves. Yeah, Durigar were, were the underground yeah, yes. dwarves. But you, the ones you just that mentioned got... about the orcs being oh. in the underdark. Yeah, so that some there's like a tribe of orogs. You yes. mean the which thing... are the smarter ones that went to the underdark and have built a city? You mean the right. things that lured the dwarves? down well i was just saying underdark. yeah well yes that's what i'm referring what are they to. called again mind flayers mind flayers that's what i was referring to but i was wondering if they were already in the underdark yeah yeah mind flayers are already in the are they no, like... the orcs were already in the underdark but yeah. you've just said that they went into the underdark yeah the orogs did yeah so they weren't from the underdark they no, were no. from the the portal upper yeah light. they were from the portal yeah <laughs> the upper light <laughs> <laughs> and they went into the underdark yeah, right Okay. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like that's like the main bunch about orcs, really. Quite varied in species. Yeah, they're cool. You can see why I like them. And many deities. Mm. Yeah, many deities, varied in species. They can have like ogre orcs as well. I think they're called like ogrillions, and they're like just super big orcs. <laughs> super big orcs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess let's go into sort of like how they do mechanically now. Yeah. Because that's pretty much that's pretty much everything about orcs. Uh, again. You know, you can play an orc anywhere you want. You can play a wizard orc if you wanted to that's part of a city that lives in a big, you know, metropolitan hub that doesn't have any ties to his cultural heritage. But out there... No, well, it just is. Do you know what I mean? It's quite a tribalistic, animalistic way of living. It's very primal. Yeah. Uh, Take, take, take. Not necessarily, I guess, the... um, Alone kindest. Yeah, the kindest being. uh, These traditional orcs. But you can play any orc any which way you want. And yeah, I I love orcs. I don't know why. I couldn't actually tell mm, you why I love orcs. I don't orcs. know why. <laughs> I just think they're cool. I think they're cool. Yeah, and I think cool. what's more interesting is there's so much more to do with them. I feel like because they're kind of seen as the bad guys, mm. I really like that. Because yeah. I like to 
play with why play well why games. are they even like this yeah. what how could this even sustain itself properly yeah. and this seems to me like you know it seems to me like well volo's guide to monsters is this idea that somebody wrote a book about monsters but doesn't live with them doesn't live with them this is all sort of research do you know what i mean and like he's understanding of what the tribes are and i would look i always kind of like the idea of like you know you don't really know a society until you go into it and i think you know there's something interesting to be said there mm. about um i don't know maybe i'll think of a storyline when we play D mm. there's they explore the origins of orcs more i would love there is there are some question marks there i know that i really want to know the answers to, to. know the answers to, me yeah. too i think i've got some answers personally my creative brain has come up with some answers and okay. maybe we'll explore that when we get to play just like where they first yeah anyway let's yeah. go into some mechanics so the player's handbook starts us off with half orcs which are basically usually a human and an orc um that are bred together they can have like different names like dretch feng Gel. I was go- I was Hank. wondering about the names. I yeah. like this bit. Baggy, Emmon, <laughs> Baggy, Engong, Cansif, <laughs> Vola, Volan, Yvelda, and um, again, this is what the traditional stuff does. Uh, your strength increases by two, and your constitution increases by one. So at a base, orcs are stronger and more hardy. Really fits well into the barbarian class, mm-hmm. where you need to have a high con and a high strength. Well, you don't need to. Depends on what build you're making, but usually quite useful. Mm. Again, about their age, they usually live, they rarely live longer than 75 years old because usually they're dead. But they completely reach adulthood at the age of 14. Uh, they're medium 14. creatures. Yeah. At 14 years old, you look like an adult human. Fair enough. And that's when you'd be expected to fight in a war, in orcish tribes and cultures. I guess in like a, in more of a metropolitan place, maybe if you were an orc that was going to uni and you were growing up with all your mates, at 14, you look like a fully grown man. And everybody else would be like, do you know what I mean? Like at 14, everybody looks like a kid still. You as an orc wouldn't. You'd look like a fully grown man. Mm. It's a bit funny, isn't it? Probably a bit hard to go to school then after that point. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Or you'd just be like the king of the playground. Definitely the best football player. Yeah. Best rugby player. Um, Thanks to orcs being innately magical, they also have dark vision. That's 60 foot, very similar to dwarves. You gain proficiency in the intimidation skill because your visage is considered menacing. <laughs> Probably just due to your natural size and stature. Yeah, big teeth, innit? Anything with big teeth is kind of like a danger sign. Anything with a boar's face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to. Again, some orcs have more like normal looking yeah. faces. It's the teeth. The teeth have like large teeth and stuff like that. One of the best features about a half-orc is called Relentless Endurance. When you are reduced to zero hit points, so when you're completely beaten up and you've, you'd normally go unconscious. However, a half-orc, when reduced to zero hit points, instead drops to one hit point and they get to keep going for a bit longer, which is great. That's just such a useful thing. Because mm. essentially when in a fight, somebody thinks they've knocked you out and you're like, nope, nope. I got at least one more round in me, motherfucker. Uh. And that's a great, great, great fucking... Tyson Fury orc. <laughs> so um, there's another thing called Savage Attack. Uh, when you score a critical hit, which means you roll a natural 20 when you attack, 20 being the highest number you can roll on a 20-sided dice. Um, don't worry, we'll go into that when yeah. we talk about the dice and action economy. If no, you ad- saw my face then. <laughs> <laughs> if you score a critical hit with a melee attack, you can re-roll the damage die one additional time. So essentially, you do more damage when you do a critical hit, but when you're a half orc, you do even more damage. Yeah. So why? Right. Why is that? Is that because you're naturally more savage when you have like half human in you? You're half orc. 
half orc, half anything, half dwarf, half tiefling, half. And it's more savage if they're a halfling. I think no, I think one of the things that habit, the sorry. the guide kind of gives you is that as a half orc, you've kind of got more to prove. You know, like a fully blood orc doesn't have to be as like it's naturally savage, whereas you're like I'm only a half orc. I need to be more. Right. Um, but again, this is just kind of like a thing that comes. So does with that happen with? Orc. Full orcs. Um, I think. I think the new. We'll we'll have a look at the new rules, but um, the the regular orcs have like different strengths and weaknesses. Oh right. Okay. Um, one of the languages that you learn is orcish. It's a harsh and grating language with hard consonants. It has no script of its own, but is written in dwarvish, and that's presumably because of all the dwarvish sort of cities that they've they've taken over. They've learned to uh, right. write using dwarvish script. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dwarvish script. Dwarvish script. There's a couple of more orcish races. Couple race. of more. Couple of more. The next orc is the orc of Exandria, which is the critical role content. Critical role is like one of the biggest D and D podcasts going. I've heard of that. Yay! Yeah. They've got an Amazon Prime show. They're all voice actors, which My is one of the reasons why I did so well. Listens to it. Yeah, I need to get into it. I've I've listened to a lot the, of the Amazon series. Is that the cartoon one? Yeah, yeah, I really oh, want to watch I it. I actually want to. I do actually want to watch. It's it. on my watch list. It's. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. What is it? I've seen like interviews it, of them like going like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, well, like, they, they just like did a podcast and they're just, yeah. and now Amazon like latched onto it and they yeah. they just animate what they they got totally. David Tennant. Like yeah. bloody voice in the Some, main on a D and D podcast. Yeah, they're all voice. Well, they're all voice actors, and they were doing this. They were doing this show on Twitch or whatever, and it's all on YouTube. I'm still listening to Campaign One at the moment, which is the one they've made the TV show out of, and it, it, it's just like the D and D podcast to listen to. It's just hours and 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 hours of content. And Matthew Mercer is amazing. He's just brilliant. Um, just a great, great, great voice actor. Does like loads of, like all of them are like massive voice actors. Travis Willingham does Thor in the Avengers games and the Avengers TV show. Oh, amazing. I think Laura Bailey's been doing like things for years. Um, <laughs> Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson were like in the Last of Us games recently. Matthew Mercer's like one of the Resident Evil guys. I don't know if you guys played Resident no, Evil. No, I didn't play it. No. He's Captain Levi in Attack on Titan. After just loads link. of anime. Lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he created this world, Exandria Unlimited is the new campaign I think that they're doing at the moment. And, and this is the Orcs of Exandria. Um, again, strength increases by two, constitution increases by one. They've got like a nice little size modifier here. So when you're rolling your size, your modifier is 2d8s. And what you do is you, you have a naturally five foot plus four inches. And then you roll 2d8s to see how bigger you are from there. You can do the same with weight. How bigger? How bigger, <laughs> yes. Yes, how bigger? <laughs> Uh, again, dark vision, but a new thing, uh, these orcs, as a bonus action, can move up to their speed towards an enemy that they can see or hear, and um, that's that's something they can do as a bonus action, so it's extra movement, basically, uh, which is pretty cool. So, it's called aggressive, so when you're fighting, you can just move closer to an enemy. It's like, ah, I'm gonna fucking get you, I'm uh, gonna fucking okay, get you. Okay. Uh, They've got a powerful build, which means that they count as one size larger when determining uh, carrying capacity or weight that can be pushed, dragged, or lifted. So they're just extra strong. Um, primal intuition. They are proficient in two of the following skills. So you can choose animal handling, insight, intimidation, medicine, perception, or survival. So it's like a way to customize your character to be a bit more of this kind of orc or this kind of orc. You know, if you wanted to be an orc of Shagras, for instance, maybe you'd have a high intimidation and survival or a high insight and survival or you know one of these kind of things okay uh, again can read orc that is the matthew mercer kind of orcs 
then there are the new released ones. So this is the newest update to um, to D and D, and you can change your stats however which way you see fit. You can choose whatever language you see fit. But essentially, you get something called adrenaline rush, which is again the same as the aggressive trait. You can take a bonus action to take the death action move further but you can do this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and whenever you do it you gain temporary hit points which basically makes you a bit more stronger mm-hmm. so it's a bit more of a buff than the usual orc though uh, the, is what's it called the adrenaline rush yeah i think i experienced that not long ago oh yeah oh yeah i did the three peaks oh shit oh, yeah. right? but i did with shit shoes I got to the top of peak two and my feet were on fire. Oh, God. My feet are on fire. fire. Third one's and, the biggest uh, as well. I was doing it with my bro and bless him. He, you know, he's a natural leader. He, 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 t- he took the baton off me and wore my shoes as I wore his shoes. And he said, well, you've done two peaks. Maybe I can do one. He got to the top of the third peak and he, he was went, like, give me my fucking it. shoes back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it got to, you know, we still probably had like 10 kilometers, 15 kilometers to go. But by the time we got to maybe like two kilometers or three kilometers away from the end, like we were walking barefoot, like on the, on the stones. I was going to say, couldn't bear, yeah. I couldn't bear it on my feet. And then I was like, the only way I'm going to get back. And I just wanted to get back by that point was I like, I sort of forced my body into like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just like let out my, in a rock. Yes. And nice. I started like spitting. Yeah. Screaming. And I just had this mantra in my mind of like, I am a monster. I am yeah. a machine. Yeah. And I just started like going. And then uh, before David I knew it, it shit. yeah, before I knew it, my brother couldn't keep up with me and he was like, slow down. And I was like, no. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, I ran for like the last couple of kilometers, just like barefoot. Like, no, I put the I put the boots back on. That's why oh. I was doing it, so I could like yeah. sort of get through oh. the pain. It was really Amazing. weird. Uh, how that is cool. So I, I understand the adrenaline <laughs> rush. Of the Sounds orc. like someone is an orc. <laughs> <laughs> so orcs. adrenaline rush. Adre- yeah, adrenaline rush. And then dark vision, so they can also see in the dark. Uh, They also have powerful build, which means that they are considered bigger when carrying, lifting, or pushing, or dragging. Uh, And they have relentless endurance as well. So when reduced to zero hit points, you're not killed, but you drop to one hit point instead. And then you can use that once per long rest. So that's like another... That's like the newest update of orcs. And there's one final... Oh, no. So the orcs of Alexandria and regular D&D orcs are the same, by the looks of things. Alexandria? Alexandria, yeah. Oh, Alexandria. Yeah. Not Alexandria. No. They're pretty much the same. There's just the orcs of Eberron. Uh, Eberron's kind of a bit more like steampunky vibe kind of thing. And they have exactly the same things as well. So actually, they're all the same. Orcs were all the same apart from the newest, newest orcs. So yeah, that's that's orcs, guys. That's, that's orcs. orcs. <laughs> that's orcs. Um, yeah. Is that us? That's the question. That's... I don't think it's me. Well, I, I feel like we're only a couple in, so I can't really comment. But no, but I feel like you could say I'm definitely not an orc now. Do you like, think you're an orc? Would I wouldn't. You I wouldn't. It? I wouldn't. You wouldn't not it consider it. I really I have want to play a an orc. feeling I'll probably choose something else. Yeah. I mean, I already think I would rather be a dwarf. A dwarf. Dwarf. <laughs> but it would be interesting to, as you say, take the orc and then manipulate in such a way that it sort of goes against the common thought. Yeah, I think. I think to be fair, I might just do a storyline uh, about orcs that maybe your characters will, yeah, possibly potentially be able to cherry pick into. Okay, mm. I think that's what I might do to satisfy my orc needs. Mm. <laughs> Can orcs have magic? Yeah, they are magic inherently. Yeah, no? and the priests, the priests have very like strong powers. The there was kind of like a, a story about what when they first. Can he like cast spells and that? 
no. Oh. Unless he learned magic. So not learned magic. Or magic one of them was a sorcerer. Right. right. Like, I was thinking one you use magic. not all humans are like magic users. Mm. An orc can still be a magic user. This is what I'm saying. Like, if you want to be an orc, it's just a race. It's not necess- It doesn't define whether or not you're a magic user or not. Okay. But the the history of orcs tends to be a bit more like ritualistic. I reckon you'd be more be more inclined to have a druidic orc or a ranger orc or a clerical orc. Maybe even a paladin orc. What's that? Uh, paladin orcs are like charismatic figures that wield their god's magic through their charisma. Interesting. Yes. He is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Paladin. I know brunch. charisma isn't doesn't mean just charming as fuck because we've covered that. But yeah. whenever you say it, I just imagine like a you know just a really a swooning orc, <laughs> really charming, just really like pounding everywhere. Yeah, just like, like swinging and voguing in the room, blue hey. steel with a Southern American accent. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> we, looks like we're gonna gonna have to do some fighting in here. <laughs> anyway, guys. Did you learn anything today? Not at all. Not one thing. Fuck. Can we, we play? play? D&D now? Can we play now? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you guys for listening. I've been Niall, your dungeon master. I've been Kath. I've been Jordan. And we'll see you next time with a different race. Why do and... I do that so weirdly? <laughs> you just do. You regret it. You regret it. Big deep. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.